The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. To COVID, though, because we are back in one of those stages where anecdotally everybody now seems to know somebody who is on either their first, second, third, fourth in some uh, cases, uh, infection. And we're hearing that Aer Lingus is cancelling flights because of COVID. We're seeing impacts across industries, all of the kind of stuff that we thought we might have put behind us, or at least we hoped we might have put behind us. Um, Interesting piece in The uh, Guardian today by Danny Altman, who is a professor of immunology in the Imperial College London asking where is the herd immunity and talking about how the new um, variants and the new Omicron variants are allowing people to get reinfected and reinfected and that people's capacity to build antibody responses through infection seems to be significantly less than was expected and the vaccines seem to be somewhat less effective long term than was expected. In that context, we want to get a view from what the next few months will look like both domestically and internationally and in a second we'll be talking to Professor Jack Lambert who is consultant uh, in uh, the UCD School of Medicine. Um, Before that, though, Margaret Harris, spokesperson for the World Health Organization, is with us. Margaret, the prospects for the next couple of months and the prospects for further COVID waves and significant health impacts and significant economic impacts, what's the WHO's view? Good morning, Anton. Uh, Certainly, we are now seeing a a significant rise across the world. I mean, four out of six uh, regions in our reporting rises, and we're particularly seeing the the, the rise in cases in, in Europe, in the Eastern Mediterranean region, the Americas, and um, and and in those three regions, a little bit in the Southeast Asian region. But and this is the third week in a row uh, that we've seen a rise since it began dropping after the last peak in March. So indeed, we are now in the middle of uh, you know, a rise in cases. Uh, now, the good news is, even though you mentioned that the vaccines don't stop transmission, they are doing their job, the job they were designed for, and that is saving a lot of lives. There's been an estimate recently published in The Lancet that 20 million lives have been saved because of vaccination. But there are still big gaps in who is vaccinated and we want to see 100% of people who are either health workers, over 60s and people who are immunocompromised vaccinated and vaccinated well. So if they need boosters, boosted. And what, what of the issue of, vac- of the diminution of vaccine efficacy over time? So again, this is we've, something we've understood right from the beginning about the coronavirus family. It, it, this does happen in nature. So you mentioned people were talking about herd immunity. That's why we were saying right from the start, don't go down that pathway. Um, a lot of the common cold viruses are coronaviruses uh, and that people get infected with the same one each year. But fortunately, with those particular coronaviruses, they don't cause the severity of disease we've seen with um, SARS-CoV-2. And it's the reason we have all gone through what we've gone through is to stop people from dying and to keep um, our hospitals from being overwhelmed so they can do the other jobs they need to be doing. Now, we are looking at, um, we're doing a lot of work on second-generation vaccination vaccines because there are ways you can uh, manage vaccine production or you can aim to produce vaccines that reduce transmission. And we're also looking at putting the Omicron variant in the booster vaccines and all those sorts of things to improve what the vaccines are achieving.
Have you concerns about people's willingness or desire to be vaccinated on a multiple basis? Because whether accurate or inaccurate, the expectation at the start was you'll get the jab and COVID will go away. That's an easier sell than you need to keep showing up every six to 12 months to be reboosted. You're absolutely right, Anton. And and, and again, yeah, that was that's always the movie script, isn't it? You know, something nasty arrives, lots of people die, the scientists develop a vaccine, it's all good. Uh, it's not as simple as that in real life. Um, and indeed, coming to be vaccinated all the time is something that we might be used to doing as kids, but once we grow up, we don't really want a jab unless we're travelling or something. Uh, but with this one, especially if you are in those at-risk groups, you do need to be ready to be vaccinated again because this is what is protecting you from severe disease and protecting you from dying. Margaret, thank you very much for your time this morning. That's Margaret Harris, who is spokesperson for the World Health Organization. We're joined as well by Jack Lambert from the UCD School of Medicine. And Jack, just referring back to that piece by Danny Altman, the professor of immunology at University College London, he he describes within it, um, he says, contrary to the myth that we are sliding into a comfortable evolutionary relationship with a common cold-like friendly virus, this is more like being trapped on a roller coaster in a horror film. What do you see coming down the track in Ireland because we've seen the all passing legislation to allow for the reintroduction of mandatory mask wearing should it be needed. Are, are we heading back to where we once were? Well, we're not heading back to the, you know, the days of Delta in the first wave, you know, when people ended up in the hospital and, you know, we ended up in lockdown. Um, the virus has changed. The virus is not as lethal, but the virus is probably 10 times more transmissible. So we're going to continue to see large numbers of, you know, you know, COVID infections um, kind of surging. It seems to be cyclical, you know, so it goes down for a while, then it goes back up again, it goes down again and back up again. But we know, know the common cold virus, you know, it was first identified in 1976, I believe, you know, the coronavirus, the common cold virus. And people would ca- can catch up to three infections with the common cold virus in a year. So what that says is that natural infection doesn't give you very good immunity. And then you know, we're, we're being offered boosters, you know, f- four months after the previous one, which means that the vaccines don't work for very long, you know. So we're, we're, we're not where we want to be, you know, in terms of having, you know, good, we don't have herd immunity, we don't have vaccines that have, give you prolonged, you know, antibodies to protect you from disease, uh, which gets back to the point that, you know, that I, despite being triple vaccinated, I know so many people who have got the coronavirus, these vaccines prevent severe disease. They don't prevent you from catching the infection necessarily. So if the numbers go up again, the only option really are, is vaccine, uh, you know, is, is besides vaccines, is the face mask. And nobody's happy with that, but it's, it's a practical solution. In terms of the vaccines, they're obviously now being offered to, I think it's it's 62 plus and people who are immunocompromised. And a lot of people who aren't in those categories would be saying, I'd be very eager to have one if it was knocking around. How come I can't get one? Is there a good reason the cohort for, for fourth vaccination isn't being increased? Well, I, like, like I said, I think if this was Delta, I'd, I'd want my, you know, fourth vaccine myself here, you know, but, but this is Omicron. Omicron is not causing a severe disease in, 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 all, in all populations. So 
I, I don't. At one time, we thought we could do mass vaccination of everybody, and everybody would have herd immunity, and the virus would go away. But that's not happening. So I do, do think it makes sense just to selectively vaccinate those who are high, highest risks of getting sick with Omicron, ending up in the hospital with Omicron, and you know being a burden, you know, in terms of the healthcare system, um, it, you know, as happened in the first wave. Um, but, but like I said, we're, we're, Omicron is not going to go away. It's becoming more transmissible. Um, it's surging in other countries. Uh, the countries that Irish people are traveling to, it's surg- surging in Ireland. And I know so many people who have you know, got COVID despite being careful, but they've not been careful enough either on their travels or, or right here in Ireland. And it's impacting our economy. Um, and, and, and it's also a certain percentage of people get long COVID, you know, after getting uh, the just even a mild infection. So we're going to continue to have not the, not the issues that we had before, you know, hospitals out of control, ICUs out of control. But th- this is a virus that's going to have impact on people losing time at work, losing money, productivity. And, and the issue of long COVID is going to continue to be a problem each time you get coronavirus you know, a certain percentage of people get long COVID and everybody's catching coronavirus now and they're catching it not just once, but sometimes twice and sometimes three times. And so, Jack, if I understand, maybe this is an oversimplification, but does it mean that we're entering a period wherein you could, COVID will be caught with the regularity of the common cold and have the impact of the flu? Yeah, I think so. And then, but once you get over flu, it's 100% gone. Um, this is not happening with a certain percentage of people with, with you know, COVID-19. Some people, despite being over the infection, they're, they're, they still have all the symptoms of long COVID. And, and, and that, that, that in itself is going to also have a significant burden, not just acute infection, but long COVID. It's going to have a significant bur- burden on the workforce population of the world, you know, and, and Ireland, of course. Jack, thank you very much. That is Professor Jack Lambert from uh, the UCD School of Medicine. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.